Okay, so let's jump right into the halachas of Erev Rosh Hashanah. So first of all, in Erev Rosh Hashanah, we do not say Tachanon by davening. And there's a question, how do we say Tachanon by Slichas if it's Erev Rosh Hashanah? So, the Shulchan Aruch says that the reason why we do say Tachanon Erev Rosh Hashanah is because typically you would finish saying Slichas before Lois HaShachar. Not yet, Erev Rosh Hashanah. So the Magan Aram says, so then... I mean, it seems from the Magan Avram that it's only because that's the typical minog. However, if you look around, most shuls, Klai Yisrael, we're not waking up, you know, 4 in the morning for Erev Rosh Hashanah even those that wake up early, it's 5.36. By the time you're finishing Tachman, it's usually, you know, 7 o'clock in most places in America, that already is after Alois HaShachar. So by the time you're saying Tachman, it's already after Alois HaShachar. But the later Ahorinim say, still... That was part of the original Nusuch, and if you go to most uh, communities, shuls, yeshivas, they are still saying Tachnan by Slichas, even after Alessa Shachar. But there definitely is a benefit if a person is able to dive in much earlier or the night before. So then you avoid this question of saying Tachnan by, by, uh, by Slichas on Arab Rosh Hashanah. Another thing we switch on Arab Rosh Hashanah is that there is no blowing of the Shaifer in Shul. On Erev Rosh Hashanah, the classic reason is lahafsik bein tkiyos rishos l'tkiyos de mitzvah, meaning the whole month of El we're blowing shofar, but that is not a mitzvah of tkiyos shofar. So in order to differentiate between the, the, the blowing of the shofar, you know, for for practice or for some type of Indian, as opposed to the chi of deraisa, which we have in Rosh Hashanah, so we take a day off. Another reason brought down in the. Uh, that source based on Minhagim is that we want to trick the Satan that he won't know exactly when when Rosh Hashanah is. It's an interesting question to figure out what exactly this means, but we're not going to get into that. But that's the other reason which we are taught in Yeshiva to uh, to trick the uh, the Satan. Okay, many have a minog to fast on Erev Rosh Hashanah. Now, now some say that this is the same minog as the typical minog of fasting during Aseris Yimei which carried over into fasting already a few days before Rosh Hashanah, and therefore many are not locked on it, and therefore it is not a chiv to fast Erev Rosh Hashanah, but it is brought down in, in, uh, in Halacha, in many of the many of the Achornim say, yes, that's our, that's our minog, and this is a discussion exactly what the minak is. Because if you look in the Ramah, the Ramah Tafkov Payal of Sefgimel says, There's no need to finish the fast day on any of these days, which would mean you would fast until Chatzais. If you fast until you dav mincha, so then you're allowed to say Anenu. So therefore, there are some communities where they'll have a mincha, Erev Rosh Hashanah early mincha, and people will fast, and they will say anenu, and then they'll break their fast after after mincha. However, the halacha, even if one wants to fast, when we when we say ain't lahash, that means all you have to do is fast until chatzais, and then you're allowed to eat after chatzais. You do not have to wait for mincha. You do not have to say anenu. So that would be the minog. Rav Shlomo Zalman Orbach in the Sefer Halicha Shlema. It sounds like he pushed this in, in Kaltaira. He would want, he he encouraged people to fast Erev Rosh Hashanah. It would it definitely helps people get ready for for the Yom Aram. It's a, it's a good idea. However, if someone knows that fasting is not exactly their thing, they you know it's hard for them to daven to learn to do to function when they fast. So if you look in the Chai Adam, when he discusses fasting during a Shemitah and he actually sends you to 
there he says that a person is uh, who knows he's not an Adam Bari, he's not going to he's not going to be able to function. It's better to learn more while you know and eat than to fast and you know sit in bed you know the first part of the day in Arvar Shana. So everyone should figure out on their own what what uh, what is appropriate for them and you know growing up in, in yeshiva, no one ever spoke about it. The first time I ever heard about this in, in a yeshiva setting, you know, in the shul, I saw people, you know, some people would fast, but in a yeshiva setting, the first time I saw this was, was when I was in base Medish, that's the truth. Many, uh, many yeshivas, they never spoke about this, they're not into fasting, so, yesh v'yesh, there's different men, hagam and Okay. <clears throat> what if there's just interesting, if someone is fasting, at least the first part of the day, so, halacha, there's a bris, that takes place that day, or there's a siyam masechta, so then one does not have to fast. So if a person wants to be concerned for this minog, but they know that they're not able to fast, so what, just make a siyam. The same way you do it during the nine days, it uh, you definitely be yoytze the minog, and you are able to eat and have a day of Avodah Hashem, if that helps you to learn, to daven, so that would be a good idea. There is a minog to... <coughs> To tovel to go tovel oneself on erev Rosh Hashanah. This is also brought down in Shochner Tovkaf Peyalef Sif Dalid. So first, I'm sorry, I jumped ahead. But first, the, the Shochner says a person is supposed to uh, bathe. You know, take mechapsin uh, mustaf from erev Rosh Hashanah. You're supposed to look good on Rosh Hashanah. What's the point? So it's brought down that if you look how people typically would, the Torah writes that you know. That if a person was going to a non a non Jewish judge, if you're going to to court, and they were trying, you know, putting you on a, on trial for something for a virus, so you wouldn't be excited. You wouldn't come looking good. You would come all all uh, all, all messy, not put together. However, the flame Avinu Malkeno Melach Malchem Lach we come, we we take haircuts, we we shave if you shave, if. Uh, you know, you, you, you wear a nice suit, you're put together. That's the way a person should look on Rosh Hashanah. We'll get to Halachas of Rosh Hashanah. Do we have Simcha on Rosh Hashanah? Is, is Rosh Hashanah a happy day, a serious day? We'll get to that in a couple shiurim. But either way, a person is supposed to prepare himself to look to look as such. There is a discussion in Nachorinim. Is there any specific need to get a haircut on Arab Rosh Hashanah? Or as long as Rosh Hashanah comes... You look good. You look put together. So that would definitely be fine. But if a person does look better when he takes a haircut in Erev Hashana, and again he has the time, it's not going to mess the shalom bias. He's going to be able to take care of all the needs of the family and and the yontif. So fine, it will be it will be better to take a haircut as well on Erev Hashana in order to in order to look nice. In general, it's also considered a yontif. There's there's the halachas of Kavod Yantav, and therefore Simchas Yantav will definitely be Kavod Yantav as well to come to, come to Rosh Hashanah looking good. Okay, so on that piece of the bathing and, and, and taking haircuts, the Ramah throws in, we also have this minog of going to the mikvah Arab Rosh Hashanah, and he says, Mishum Keri, it's for Tfilas Keri. So, he says, uh, the Mishnah says that the point is to the the best time to go is really after Chatzais. However, if a person needs, he could go already from an hour before Chatzais, 
he says so take out the calendar, figure out when chatzais is in it. At that point, you're ready to start going, usually around 12 o'clock. That's when people will, will start going to the mikvah. He says, let's say a person is not going to end up going, it's towered, or someone wants to beat the traffic, they're not, into, they're not so comfortable at the mikvah scene, so then they should, they should go earlier. It's better to go earlier than not go at all. If someone is not able to go at all, or prefers not to not to you know, to be you know in the whole the whole mikvah situation, so halacha is we spoke about this way back in episode ten I think uh, in Klal Gimel uh, we spoke about this and we spoke about this when we spoke about going to the mikvah Arav Arav Yantav in general Arav Shuas we gave this year so you could search on the podcast or on Google you'll find it we spoke about can a person just take a shower. Is that considered Tisha Kabin, having nine Kabin of water from Kalim uh, fall on top of you? Is that also some type of Indian of Tfilas Kari or Tfilas Ezra? And we said, definitely by Erev Hashanah it works. The Mishabur brings it down and it's brought down here. Erev Hashanah, that a person could do that if that's, uh, if that's preferable to a person. If a person feels uncomfortable, so then that would be the better Eights than just doing nothing. So, listen to that share. You get the exact measurements, gallons, and times, and time spent in the shower in order to be yitza, the tissue carbon of non carbon of water falling on top of your body. Okay, one more minog that people have to do erev Hashana is halichos the beis Many have the minog to go to set to go to the cemetery when it comes to erev Hashana. The minog is to daven. You know. For to dive in there, so this is this is actually the source of our earlier prior discussion regarding who is a person diving davening to when they go to a cemetery. So if you look in the Mishpura, it's very clear, very strict. We are not davening to them. We are not asking them to daven for us. We are simply davening b'schus of them, b'schus of the tzaddikim. We ask the Kaddish Baruch to listen to our tefillahs. However, if you look in the other paiskin, we mentioned this a couple of days ago, there's definitely a source, lahalacha, that a person's allowed to ask of the mason to daven for him, to beseech HaKadosh Baruch Hu on behalf of them, and we're not, we're not davening to mason, to dead, to, to, to dead people as if they have any powers, but they have a shosat so that's the minog. Most of the so you're you're asking from the mason to daven for me, to present my my tefillahs in front of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, to be a get debater, so that's why people go every to the to the cemetery. The Chayyim writes that a person who has Tomas Kari should not go to uh, to the cemetery. So the Ma'aseh the Mishnah doesn't bring this, and the Minag is not to be makpid on this. You don't see people you know running to the mikvah every time they want to go to the cemetery. Although in some circles, when it, you'll see this interesting when it comes to a levaya, and people are carrying the mace, they'll say, whoever didn't go to the mikvah should not, should not touch the mace, should not carry the body out to burial. It's based on this chayadim, but the truth is the minig is not, is not like this, although you'll see some people are machma for this. Okay, so Mr. Shem, next time we'll talk about the halachas of hatar sadaram, why we do Rosh Hashanah, as we continue our 12-minute halacha series.